iPhone and the landline is active. So I'm going to go mute. Let's see if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? We just went live. We don't have phone service. All right. So what we'll do is... Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And welcome, everyone, to this episode of Blog Talk Radio. We're, sorry, Manufacturing Talk Radio. Welcome to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio, and shortly Lou Weiss will be joining us when he gets in the studio. Um, we have with us today Anthony Nieves, who is the committee chair for the Institute of Supply Management's Non-Manufacturing Report on Business. This is a great report that Anthony has compiled from respondents to the survey that they put out, and we're you know kind of excited, Anthony, to see what you've got to say about the details which we go into here and the only place that goes into these kind of details out in the universe Anthony welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio Thank you Tim for having me on the show and I think I'm here It sounds like Lou's here Yeah and if you unpause me I could even see Tim Yeah I'm. you're moving on my end but I don't know what you see on your end uh Anthony, your number at 58.1 is, you know, on the high side of the range. It looks excellent this month. It's the highest reading we've had since uh, February of uh, 2019. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. Amazing number. Well, we do have to keep in mind that the, um, uh, you know, we're measuring the rate of growth month over month, so... Uh, we're not quite at uh, pre-pandemic levels, but uh, certainly we've seen this growth uh, for the second consecutive month after being so far down, um, in uh, especially in April and May. Right, right. So I, I'm always curious, Anthony, and I know you're going to go into many of the sectors and an overview of the report. How is retail doing? Well, when you look at the um, listing of all the different industries, and where they sit, so I'll pull that information up for you right now, because in the um, uh, composite index, we have retail as number three uh, out of the 15 indexes that show growth uh, month over month. And if you look at business activity, it's number two. So uh, retail has come back strong. New waters, it's number one. So um, again, we're not quite at pre-pandemic levels, but certainly uh, this is an encouraging sign to see this growth taking into consideration that we had uh, those four states that, that pulled back and implemented uh, further restrictions uh, based on the rise in COVID cases. At the tail end of June, we were hitting, uh, being hit with the uh, civil unrest and the protests for social injustice. So these all were potential roadblocks uh, that could stymie the recovery of the economy and the growth uh, for the uh, services sector, which leads me to um, 
mention for the listeners that uh, we have now changed the composite index from the NMI, which should stood for non-manufacturing, um, and now to PMI, which is uh, similar to uh, what we had seen for uh, the, the um, manufacturing side. So it's now re referred to as the services PMI. Ah, good to know. Good to know. We'll get that word out there as well. So give us a summary of the report as you have it before you for our listeners. Will do. So we, as you mentioned, Tim, we had the index, uh, composite index, uh, 58.1, which is comprised equally of these four indexes, business activity, new orders, employment, and supplier deliveries, all at 25%. Uh, that is a one-point increase month over month. And as I mentioned, keeping in mind that um, we're measuring that rate of growth uh, and specifically, we saw June go up uh, with a strong increase, as well as now uh, July. Business activity at 67.2. That's up 1.2 percentage points month over month. And we had a nice increase for new orders at 67.7, which is up 6.1 percentage points. And uh, the one index of the four that's really dragging um, is the employment. 42.1, it's down one percentage point from the 43.1 in June. And we have to keep in mind that, I think we've discussed this in the past, where as businesses are reopening, they're not at 100% capacity. Uh, they may right. be at 40%, they may be at 50%. Who knows, it varies by, by company and by industry. But the payroll expense, the labor resources are all variable expenses that correlate directly to the level and volume of business. And so with business not coming back 100%, we're not seeing 100% of the workers come back. And in this sector, which is labor intensive, uh, that's why we have the employment index uh, where it is at 42.1. Supplier deliveries continue to slow. Granted, not as uh, slow a rate, uh, or not slowing as uh, fast as it was in June, uh, down to 55.2. It was 57.5 in the prior month. So overall, when you look at this sector, um, it's definitely on the path to recovery as businesses reopen. Um, many of our respondents were indicating that in comments last month as well as this month that businesses were strategizing on how to reopen and how to implement the reopening, and that seems to be the case this month. What does that pan out for in the future? Time will tell, but I think that uh, unless we have some other catastrophic event or something else that could derail this uh, economic recovery, we'll continue to see this incremental growth. It might not be at the strong rate that we've experienced the last two months, as uh, we see the uh, diminishing returns based on capacity and whatnot. Nonetheless, we'll take it. Uh, Lou, are you connected with us on the show here? Yeah, I am. I am. Oh, good. Uh, I'd like to just touch on uh, the, the COVID uh, for a moment uh, with the uh, uh, economic package that they're uh, flipping in the wind these uh, last couple of days. Uh, how, is, how do you feel uh, that's going to wind up affecting uh, consumer confidence, which would affect uh, the services uh, uh, report in the future? Well, that's a great question. And I'll tell you that 
one of the things, and it goes back to what I was mentioning earlier, that we had those four states, states rather, we had California, Arizona, Texas, and Florida had a spike in COVID cases, and they uh, pulled back on reopening certain businesses. They closed down uh, many facets of the accommodation and food services uh, industry, as well as hair salons, uh, beauty parlors, anything where we would have close contact proximity with the service providers uh, or congr- you know, uh, any uh, congregation of people. And even with the protocols in place, uh, certain individuals or government municipalities were saying how that the spike was uh, derived directly from uh, those businesses reopening uh, based on their, their tracing. I don't know how, how valid that is, but any in any event, it's what happened. And those states represented, what, about 30% of the total population. And I felt that would put a damper on the numbers coming out in July, but that doesn't seem to be the case. And we see it evident in many things, whether it be, uh, as we talked about earlier with the retail coming back strong, whether it be online distribution or actual uh, foot traffic in in stores or whatever it might be, but that activity has increased. We've seen it with um, just the amount of traffic that we see on the road today versus uh, back to when the pandemic first hit and we had those business closures you could zip along on the highway and hardly encounter any traffic, whereas now it uh, seems like the traffic is getting close to where it was pre-pandemic levels. So these are just some some examples of of what uh, is evident as far as activity out there and businesses reopening. And so, therefore, uh, back to the original question of the COVID cases. Yes, we've had a spike in the number of cases. We've also we've also had a much more testing. Not to um, <clears throat> diminish the impact or the severity of COVID, um, but I think that as businesses are really striving to reopen and hoping for the best, um, that will um, bode well for the uh, total economic picture. So the hospitality industry, as you are well informed on, uh, has really taken a major hit, and I believe it was yesterday that Disney came out with their uh, last quarter uh, results, and they took a $5 billion hit in three months. So uh, they're not coming back any too quickly, for sure. No, and, and but what keep in mind, it, it is a big business, and it represents a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, we're talking around 3% contribution to GDP relative to um, the various industries, the 18 industries that comprise the uh, services sector. So, um, again, it represents a lot of employment. Don't get me wrong. Uh, 3% doesn't seem like it's a lot, but it is. But relative to the total picture, um, that's why our numbers are what our numbers are. And accommodation of food service has finished in the bottom rung. Uh, of uh, as it relates to activity and everything else for this sector, and um, it's affected millions of people. But again, uh, I always say this is a very diverse uh, group of industries that comprise this sector, and in totality, the uh, the picture is is more positive than bleak at this juncture. 
We spoke to uh, uh, Tim Fiore, the chair of the manufacturing uh, report, uh, the other day, and uh, also those numbers are looking pretty good, uh, considering where we've been. And uh, we had asked the question about the futures uh, in terms of uh, next month, September. Uh, what what youths here? What do you think the story is uh, for the future, near future? Well, I think that what we're going to see is continued growth, uh, provided we don't have um, any pullback uh, because of um, a substantial increase in, in COVID cases. But I think we're going to still see some growth going forward. It won't be as strong a level because it, it's just going to wane a bit as uh, because it's the initial coming out of the bottom the way we were. Uh, so it's more about you know finishing the last uh, half of the race versus the first half of the race, and uh, came out with a very uh, strong burst of speed, and uh, so I think we'll still see continued growth. We won't get that full uh, pre-pandemic levels until sometime in 2021 uh, when uh, either the the, the COVID wanes uh, completely out of the picture from uh, whether it be from a vaccine or just a, a reduction in, in cases based on uh, uh, not having the exposure. But either way, um, it's just going to be uh, not as fast a recovery uh, to get to those pre-pandemic levels because we were really operating at a very strong rate of, of growth for quite some time. The economy was on the fast track. All the concerns were that it wouldn't overheat. And yet, uh, and then we also said that provided there wasn't anything catastrophic that happened or geopolitical or terrorist activity. And then we got hit with the pandemic and that took the train right off the rails. Uh, Anthony, if you could, uh, I think that we're having some, uh, audio issues. If you don't mind, uh, speak a little bit louder. We want to make sure that uh, our audience uh, hears all of your words of wisdom. Uh, certainly. How about you, Tim? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, uh, our engineer is uh, uh, sending some messages about volume and so on. Um, by the way, just as a point, uh, we did just uh, seen coming in over the over the wire that it looks like there's uh, four or five Republicans uh, who are turning in favor of the uh, $600 through the end of 2020. So uh, for those who are out there listening to us, uh, there may be some good news coming for you in, uh, shortly. Oh, that would be great. We definitely need um, the stimulus uh, to keep things going. Uh, it's interesting that it's been a mixed bag as far as uh, perspective on the stimulus and unemployment, and, and our, our respondents, for the most part, um, have indicated that um, there there's some uncertainty surrounding it, and not to politicize it, but uh, there were some comments from our respondents uh, referencing the fact that um, it was hard to recruit certain people or certain jobs or fill certain jobs because of the stimulus package uh, providing uh, f 
the ability for people to stay home and, and not go back to work. So there is some truth to people saying, or I think it was the, the, the Secretary of Treasury, uh, uh, Mr. Mnuchin, had said that he didn't want to uh, not, you know, decentivize uh, people from um, going back to work. And uh, it was interesting that there were a few comments from our respondents directly along those lines. Right. Yeah, clearly the uh, the PPE is is generating uh, for people thirty thousand dollars a year in income at six hundred a week. Yeah. Uh, what are the rest of the respondents saying, Anthony? How are they feeling about you know as we look like we're exiting the greatest difficulty of COVID and getting the economy restarted? What are they commenting on? Well, interesting that, um, and, I'll, and I'll read something from uh, from the utilities uh, industry. Orders and business activity are back to pre-pandemic levels. Previously stalled projects are starting back up. This next one came from retail trade. Retail sales have continued to increase month over month, likely due to the general reopening of the economy. Mass mandates have been put in place for almost every market we operate in, causing an increased need for supply of masks for employees and customers. I'll read one from uh, Professional Scientific and Technical Services. Some business picking up, but mostly virtual meetings, training and consulting. Time will tell if it's profitable. The economic situation is quite dire regionally, so there is no telling if this is a trend or just a short respite. Any business at this point is much appreciated. So it's kind of been that kind of it's been that mixed bag, based on uh, I would say predominantly, people are positive and optimistic about business. However, uh, as we've been speaking uh, this morning, there are certain industries that are impacted more so than others, and specifically some of the consumer services, personal care side, uh, hair salons, and and most notably accommodation and food services. And you had mentioned that uh, new orders surprised you a bit. It, it bumped up significantly, and you know, business activity and new orders are in the 67 range. Um, obviously, we don't expect that to be sustainable, but it, it would have to fall a long ways before it was uh, going into uh, retraction. So this is, this is a great uh, read of month-over-month -month improvement, Anthony. Yeah, definitely, you know, we call that either the upper stratosphere, or <laughs> as, uh, you know, as I like to uh, note it as, uh, for, especially on this call, I call it the the yellow jacket zone. <laughs> yeah, you've done so well that uh, it points towards the yellow jacket. <laughs> yeah, so I'm okay. thinking that you know, if we can, you know, stay in this sixty plus you know, stratosphere, yellow jacket zone uh, for the balance of the year. That would be amazing, right? And I've already told uh, Tim Fiore that uh, he did get a couple of extra points for his uh, good numbers of the other day in manufacturing. So he, too, got uh, extra points, and uh, you will be so honored as well. I appreciate that, but as as you've given me the benchmark on the number of episodes for participation, I think he's got a little bit ways to go there. Well, we may have to modify our methodology to take into account the overall good work that all of you folks do. 
over at I. Well, we appreciate being part of your show. Uh, and, and we do the same. Yeah, it's been it's been terrific, Anthony. In the overall, this report being good, are there any headwinds that you see in this? Other than you know, COVID turning its ugly head in a worse way. Well. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you there. Uh, Why is Tim spoiling this by looking for headwinds? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Tim is always pragmatic. He always tries to bring us back on point, Lou. You know how that is. That's yeah. the job. <laughs> I know him 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the headwinds, potential headwinds are, do we have uh, a substantial spike in, in COVID cases? Do we have something else uh, come up? Um, you know, we just had this explosion uh, in Lebanon. Uh, what what are the ramifications from that? Uh, is it is it terroristic uh, terrorist activity? Is it who knows? And so, um, you know, anything geopolitical, um, the global economy, as much as it's separate, is intertwined with our domestic economy. So, um, these are some of the things we have to be aware of and, and ensure that it doesn't derail um, the uh, recovery. Clearly, clearly. And exports uh, this month uh, are a bit softer than last month. With all of this uh, difficulty going on with China, and we'll call it the recent unpleasantness, as they still call the civil war here in the South, uh, what uh, is the likelihood of exports improving as we move forward? And, you know, who knows if we'll ever implement the agreement with China on trade? You no, know, that's a great question. I think that what's exported from this uh, sector is uh, substantially less than what is tracked on the manufacturing side. And uh, in this sector, it's mostly in the arena of um, the knowledge management, whether it be information, professional technical uh, services, management of companies, uh, along those lines. And with the um, global impact of this uh, pandemic, um, it's definitely put a stifling, uh, uh, it's, it's stifled the, uh, the aspect of um, export orders and whatnot. And, you know, which segues into imports, uh, same thing. And uh, we, we, we talked about this last month briefly, but uh, the trade war, it's all about, it's not even in the headlines anymore. Um, right. Everyone's focused on on so many other things, and it doesn't mean it's gone away. Uh, there's certainly been some alternate supply uh, routes that have been developed, but there's still a lot of the PPE coming out of out of China still. So it's not like it's just been cut off completely. I think that um, this has certainly uh, been an eye-opening experience, and that companies are focused more on not being so reliant, uh, so heavily reliant on. Uh, China and, and moving some uh, sources of supply to other um, Asian countries. So we'll have to see how this all pans out um, in the long term and what it does to the relationship uh, uh, as it relates to just trade alone, not not counting the uh, political ramifications of what's gone on with uh, with China. Well, I know that the Institute for Supply Management has its finger on the pulse of the supply chain, that's what you folks do. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about 
moving your uh, supply chain partners closer to the U.S., if not in the U.S. Is it as uh, big a deal in terms of uh, businesses restructuring their supply chain as we hear and think it may be, or is it, you know, a lot of, a lot of noise about nothing? Well, you know, that's a, that's a great question, and I think that as other sources of supply have been developed, once these companies move in that direction and switch, it's it's going back is not going to be uh, uh, an easy proposition. So, it's it's I think that once they move, they move, and right. whether it's going to be uh, brought in domestically versus moving to other offshore areas, I think we'll see more offshore development, uh, supply route development versus. Uh, the infrastructure just doesn't exist as it did back in the, you know, pre uh, 80s and 70s when a lot of the manufacturing was outsourced uh, or offshore. So um, time will tell again how that that really uh, impacts um, the, the economy. Yes, no doubt. So give us kind of your overall read on this report and you know, you know, maybe next month's report for. Uh, the services sector, if you would, Anthony. Okay, great. So um, we saw that uh, looking back, we had a really um, hit bottom back in April, May, um, coupled with uh, the pandemic was the civil unrest that we saw in June, but yet the numbers still continued to reflect uh, growth as businesses reopened and they were strategizing how to further reopen in various companies and industries. And that number, uh, those numbers carried over into July. Uh, so we've had this strong uh, growth rate uh, for both June and July. Uh, going forward, we will see continued growth based on some of the leading indexes like New Orders, which reflected a high number of 67.7. Uh, I don't foresee us staying at such a high rate of growth going forward because it's just a matter of um, you can only uh, grow so fast and, and for so long, and that we'll still see growth, and provided we don't have anything that would uh, sidetrack uh, or, or uh, affect the economy in a way based on it being uh, something catastrophic or geopolitical. And uh, hopefully we'll continue on this path of recovery going forward um, through the balance of the year. Sounds good, and that's certainly what we'd like to see. And, Anthony, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate working with the Institute for Supply Management. You can find their website, by the way, and all of their reports at their new website called ismworld.org, and you'll find Anthony's report there as well as Tim Fiore's. Anthony, again, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Have a great day, gentlemen. Thanks for being we here. We will. And we've been speaking with Anthony Nieves, who is the committee chair for the services PMI, formerly the non-manufacturing index. It is now called the services purchasing managers index for the ISM report on business. Again, their website is ismworld.org. So, Lou, it looks very good at the moment. Yeah, it does. And, uh, I did mention this uh, with Tim Fiore uh, the other day when we spoke to him about manufacturing that uh, 
uh, All Metals and Forge Group, uh, the the sponsor of this uh, show, uh, has seen a significant uptick in uh, our manufacturing new orders uh, just just very recently, within the last couple of weeks. So it's uh, it's seemingly going in the same direction as the two. Uh, ISM reports, and I think that's really terrific news. I got tired of standing out on the window ledge of the third floor. (laughs) That's right, or you'd only hurt yourself on impact. That's right, (laughs) instead of killing myself. But uh, things have uh, picked up significantly, and uh, I'm uh, usually one of the last ones to be excited about good numbers because I don't always believe the good numbers. I tend to believe <laughs> So it looks all well and good, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, August, even though August is a the, the biggest vacation month of the year. But then again, where are you going and who are you going to see in, uh, you know, with COVID and everything? So uh, vacation time uh, is uh, not really booming, except for – the RV industry, their sales are booming. Yeah, that uh, they are. <laughs> even though uh, I just read a very interesting article about how not easy it is to travel with an RV. Uh, oh, it a, yeah. It takes a lot of work and effort, and uh, I'm not sure where you see all the joy uh, in traveling across deserts and breaking down and overheating. <laughs> Yes, you know, your battery is uh, shot because your kids were playing uh, Nintendo uh, too much and so on and so forth. So that being said, all in all, these two reports have really been terrific. And uh, uh, we uh, will look to continue uh, the forward upward movement. No doubt. And we would encourage all of our listeners to visit us at mfgtalkradio.com. Where you find this show, you'll also find a link to the report itself from the ISM. You can also find all of our shows at jacketmediaco.com, where we have this Manufacturing Talk radio podcast, along with the WAM podcast, Women in Manufacturing, Hazard Girls, which talks about women in unusual roles in the industry, Where's Willie, with William Miller traveling around to production sites and reporting what's actually happening on production floors. Cliff Waldman, who talks about manufacturing matters and the economy, which is an excellent show, and we encourage you to listen to that. And Full Time with Amy, which is the balancing act that women face uh, between work and home and children and all that they have on their plate. And as always, thank you for listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.